Today's daf is Kedushin daf Samach Aleph. We are at the Mishnah, 10 lines from the bottom of daf Samach Amid Beis. Today's daf is being learned as a schus for Achenu Bnei Yisrael, Hanasunim Batzara Uvashivya. So we're moving along here in Perak Oimer, the third Perak of Masechus Kedushin, a Perak that returned to the regular program, which is discussing halachos related to Kedushin, one of the more Lamdisha Yeshivisha Prokim and Shasokta Mishnah. A man was Makadish in Isha Allah Tanai. What was the Tanai? Al Manas Sheyeshli Base Kur offer. Will you marry me on the condition that I own property? How much property? A base core. Allah is in the event that he owns a base core of offer, the Kedushin is going to be Khal. Al Manas Sheyeshli Bamak employee. What if he says, Will you marry me on the condition that I own a base core offer, so not only did he stipulate that he owns a base core offer, but he actually gave the location of where that base core offer is, says the Mishnah, if he owns the base core offer, and if not, the Kedushin is not going to be called, base core offer, what if the man says, on the condition that I will show you a base core offer, says the Mishnah, the Kedushin Schal, in the event that he shows her the base core offer. In Hera Bebika, and if he shows her a base core offer, however, he took her to a Bika, he took her to a very large open area and said, I told you, I promised you that I was going to show you a base core offer. Here you have it. However, and this is the punchline, he doesn't own that bika. So the base core offer that he showed this woman was not his. In that instance, says the Mishnah, the Kedushin is not going to be chal. So the Mishnah just mentioned a whole bunch of different tenoyim that relate to a man that's being Makadash and Isha on the condition that he owns some piece of property. And the Gemara now is going to dissect a little bit the nuances of these tenoyim. So the first tenoyim was, if someone is Mekadash and Isha, Amanashi Yeshli base Kurafer, so the Allah is Hareza Mikudash Fiyeshli. If he has a base Kurafer, the Kedushin is Chal. If he does not have a base Kurafer, the Kedushin is not Chal. Now, the first question the Gemara is going to ask, which is eerily similar to a question that the Gemara asked at the end of the previous staff, is predicated on one diktok, and that is, it sounds like the only time the Kedushin is going to be Chal, when the man says, Amanas Sheyeshli Beis Korofer, is if it's V'yeshloi. And V'yeshloi sounds like this man can deliver two witnesses that are going to say, we know for a fact that this man owns a Beis Korofer. However, if he can't bring Aiden in that instance, he never verified the Tanai. If he didn't verify the Tanai, so... There's not going to be a Kedusha. Why are we not concerned? Even if this person can't deliver the Duedim, that can tell you for a fact that he owns a base core offer. But maybe he owns a base core offer. Meaning it sounds like only if there are Edim that can tell us for sure that he has a base core offer, there's a Kedusha. But if there's no Edim, meaning if we don't know, yay or nay, there's no Kedushin. Frank the Gemara, Lechura, even if there's no Edom, still there should be a Kedushin. Misafik va'oid. And besides, the Gemara says, I'll ask you another Kasha. Tanya, there's a Mephorosh of that says, Chayshinon, Shemi Yeshloi. That if a man's Makadosh and Isha, Amanash, Yeshli, base core offer, we have to be concerned that maybe he owns a base core offer. But the Gemara says, like Kasha, it's not a Kasha. Habik Dushe Vadai, Habik Dushe Safik. Meaning, Enochinami. There's no question, even if Edom can't come and say for sure that this person owned the base core offer, there will be Kedushin Misafik. What the Mishnah means is that the only time 
Harezu Mikudeshes Beteras Vadai. That's the Yeshloy if there are two Adim that can come and say that this person owned the base core office. So the Diuk is a good Diuk. Meaning, Harezu Mikudeshes Vyeshloy means Vyeshloy that there are two Adim. But the reason you need to aid him is because Mikudeshes means Mikudeshes Beteras Vadai. Even if there were not two Adim, the Kedushin would still be Chal, albeit Misafik. Now the Gemara asks another question. If you go back to the previous Mishnah on Samach Hamed Aleph, so the Ida Mishnah mentioned a man was being the Kaddish in Isha, again Allah Tanai. The Tanai is, I have this, I have that, I'll show you this, I'll show you that. And the this and the that over there was money. It was cash gelt. So in this Mishnah, it's Karka, it's a base core offer. And in the previous Mishnah, it was money. But the halachas of the two Mishnahs seem to be identical. Fake the Gemara, Lomali the Misnagabi Arav, Lomali the Misnagabi Zuzi. Why do I need the same Mishnah with the same Kitzah Shulchan Aruch as relates to a man that's where what is the subject matter of the Tanai money? That was the first Mishnah. And then again, to hear it as it relates to where the subject matter is Aros. So the Gemara says, Srich, I need both. Yes, I mean, because had I only had the Mishnah by Zuzi, I would have thought over there the halacha is, which halacha? So there's a lot of halachas mentioned in the Mishnah. Over there, I would think that if a man's Mekadash and Nisha, Almanas, that I have money. And we can't verify whether he does or doesn't. There the halacha is that the Gedushin Tzchal Misafik, and the reason is Mishum Davidi Inchi the Mitzni, because sometimes people have money and they hide it. Aval Aro. But if a person's Makadash and Ishamanas that I have property, and you can't deliver to Adam that say that this person has the property, maybe over there we should not be Chayish Misafik that he has Aro. We'll assume that he for sure doesn't. Why? Because Ema, I would assume reasonably, either Islay Aro, color Islay. If a person owns a piece of property, so you can look it up. People know about it. So if a person has money, other people know. But if a person owns property, he has these are things that can make a statement. So that already people would know. So I would think that this halacha, that the Kedushin is Chal Misafik, even if I don't know for sure whether this person owns the money, is only true for money. Maybe it's not true for Ara. Because if I don't have Adam to prove that this person owns the Ara, that's a Raya, he probably doesn't own it. Kamash Mulan, that's why we had Chazar Sashir. That's why we had the Mishnah regarding money, we had the Mishnah regarding Ara, to teach me that this nuance, this one specific halacha is true not only as it relates to Zuzi, but this halacha is going to be true as it relates to Ara as well. I think it's Kedai to speak out one Kneich, just to understand Pashup Shah in the Gemara that we just learned. Not a hard Gemara, but just to add a Knech anyways. And that is, it emerges, if a person is Makadash and Yisra, Almanaz, that I have money. So if two Adam come and they can prove that he has that amount of money, so the Kedushin Tzchabotay is Vavik. Let's say he can't deliver two Adam, the Kedushin Tzchabotay is Vavik. Same is true as it relates to land. Almanaz Sheyeshli Beis Kurafer, if two Adam can come and say for a fact this person owns the Beis Kurafer, Hareza Mekudash is Vavik. And if not, meaning we don't know yes or no, the Kedushin's going to be Chal Misafik. It's a little bit of a chiddush that although we don't know for sure that this person has it, we couldn't find anyone to corroborate this idea that he has the money or that he has the ara. Afal Pikain was still chayish misafik that maybe he has it. So Pashup Shah, you learn the Gemara because, I don't know, maybe he does. How do you know he doesn't? And being that you don't know that he doesn't, Al-Kopanim Misafik, you have to be Chayesh, that maybe there's a Kedushin. And that's for sure the Pashup Shah. It just reminded me of Ha'ara that we spoke out on Dachmem Tesla Medez. Over there, the Gemara mentioned in the sugya of different Tanoim that a man might make at the time that he's Mekadosh Anisha. And maybe the most famous one was that if a man's Mekadosh Anisha, Amanasha Anit Sadek. So, 
as far as we know, he's not a tzaddik, but he was Makadash and Isha, Amanashani Tzadik. Said the Gemara, I feel Rosh Gomer Mikudashas. Even if he's a Rosh Gomer Mikudashas, why? Shema Hir Chuva Badaita. Because maybe he was Mahara Bachuva, and as a result, he went from being a Rosh Gomer to a Tzadik. Now, how do you go from being a Rosha or a Rosh Gomer to a Tzadik or a Tzadik Gomer? How does that happen with a Hir Chuva? So, multiple raid bites before Yantif. We already addressed all of that. But at the time, it was Rabbi Kivega's yard site, when we spoke this out, we mentioned the Rabbi Kivega in Zagoyis in Shulchan Aruch is Mitzayin Kadmoinim that said a chiddush. And that is that the only time the halacha is true, that a Rosh Gomer that's Mekaddish and Isha, Manasha and Yitzadik, we have to be chayish that maybe he's really a tzadik, is when it's the Mekaddish that is the Rosh Gomer that maybe is a tzadik. But let's say someone's Mekaddish and Isha in front of Eden, and the halacha is an Eid, that's a Rosh Gomer's do you have to be chayish that maybe the aid that a Russia had a hirat and as a result he's a tzaddik, and maybe the kedushin should be a kedushin? So Kivega brings, I think, from the Maramins, but from one of the Katmoinim, that said you don't have to be concerned. It's not something you have to be worried about. If the Makadish was the Russia Gomer, you have to be concerned, maybe he had a hirat maybe now he's a tzaddik. But if it's only one of the Aidim that were Rishon Gemurim, you don't have to be concerned that maybe they had a hirat Why not? So... Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, the Svara is that when someone's Mekadish Almanas, there's a little bit of a Raglaim Ladover that maybe he's onto something. Because why would he be saying this otherwise? <laughs> Sounds like he wants to get married and I'm being Mekadish you Almanas that I'm a Tzaddik. Well, as far as we know, he's a Rachagam. Okay, Shemihir Pachuva. And when I hear Chuva, like Rabbi Tzaddik says, maybe it's possible for a person to go from being a Rachagam to being a Tzaddik. But the aid is just an innocent bystander. And if, as far as we know, he's a Rachagam, Mehechatesi in the world world, you should think that all of a sudden, this second, he decided to change his whole lifestyle and everything is going to be different, and mitamoli had a hirachuva, it's not mistabit that that should be the case. When a person makes a tenai, that's a raglayim ludovar, that there's something to what he's saying, and therefore we have to think, and we have to dig a little bit deeper to see that shemehir b'tshuva. A person that's mekadosh anish, amanashi yeshli masayim zuz, amanashi yeshli beis kurafar, even if we don't know for sure that he doesn't, or we can't verify that he does, but be Suffolk, you have to be concerned, because to the extent that he made such a tonight, there's a little bit of a Raglaim Ladover that maybe something is going on. It could be Dafko with that extra knech of Svara that emerged from that or from Kivega and Dapnem Tesam days, maybe that's just Pashib Shad understanding this Gemara a little bit better. Either way. So we return to the Mishnah, and the Mishnah says, if someone's been Kaddashin, then I have a base core offer, so what's that law? If the Aiden can come and say he had a base core offer, Mikudashas. If we know for sure he doesn't have a base core offer, for sure not Mikudashas. Let's say we're not sure, so then the law is Suffolk Mikudashas. The next halacha the Mishnah was, Amanashi Yeshli Bimok employing me. What if he says, Will you marry me? On the condition that I have a base core offer, and you know where I have it? I have it Then it's not enough that he has a base core offer. He actually has to have the base core offer So what's the Gemara's Kasha? Pshita, obviously. I mean, what is the Chiddush of this Tanai versus the previous Tanai? If the Tanai was, I have a base core offer, okay, so you have to have a base core offer. If the Tanai is, I have a base core offer so you have to have the base core offer What's the extra Chiddush of this line in the Mishnah? So the Gemara says it's a Chiddush. I would have thought, oh my Allah, he could tell, or my nafgalach minah. Does it really matter if I own a Bamakam Ploini or if I don't own a Bamakam Ploini? It matters if this piece of real estate is on this street or if it's in the other street. Bakhur, it shouldn't really make a difference. So you can argue that even though he said, I'm an ass that I own a Bamakam Ploini, but maybe Bamakam Ploini is very much 
Lav Dafka. And the Knech is because the person could say that does it really make a difference to you? Why do you want me to own the base core offer? Because I'll have Parnassa from it. Okay, who's going to work? I'm going to work anyways. You're staying home with the kids. I'm the one that's going to work. I'm not Tarachna Umaisina. So you could think that the woman doesn't really care where the base core offer is. So the fact that he added Malcolm employment should be neither here nor there. That's what the Tanamish wanted to say. No, it's not true. It does matter. That's why it's important. I'm not Eric base core offer. What if he says, will you marry me on the condition that I show you a base core offer? So the Said the Mishnah, Rezim Akudashes, Virena, the Kedushin is Chal, only if he shows it to her. And then the Mishnah said, if he shows it to her in a Bikka, in a Mikudashes. Right, what's the point of the last line of the Mishnah? The Mishnah is saying that the Tanai is not that I don't necessarily own a base core offer, but we'll go on a Cholomoy trip and I'll show you a base core offer. No, what he's saying is, I own the base core offer. Not only do I own it, I'm going to show it to you. Meaning, I'll prove to you that I own it. Right? In the first case of the mission, we're bringing Adam, there's a whole entire that he does own it, doesn't own it. Suffolk Mekudajas, Vadai Mekudajas. The Amanasha Erech is building on the previous case. Meaning, I own it, but not only do I own it, I'm going to show it to you as well. Says the Gemara Tana. In fact, this was stated in a Brice a little bit more mefurish. Ketarkam Shala Brice's. When he made this tonight, he didn't say, I'm going to show you someone else's base core offer. What he meant was, I own it, and not only do I own it, I'm going to show it to you as well. If he shows it to an Abikadu Kedushas, I'm afraid the Gemara Pshita. Isn't that obvious? So the Gemara says, There's an added knech over here, and that is, what if this person is a sharecropper? He's an artist. So he doesn't own the property, but he has a lease agreement where he works the property, and he is entitled to a certain percentage of the profits. So you could have thought that maybe that's enough. Kamash that's also not enough. No, she was agreeable to someone that actually owns the property, not someone that has a long-term lease. That in and of itself was not going to be enough, period. Zok the Gemara Weiter. Again, continuing to discuss the halach of our Mishnah, which is a man was Mikadash and Nishala tonight. And what's the tonight? It's all related to a base core offer. I have a base core offer. I have a B'mok employee. I'll show you the base core offer. Very, very, very straightforward. Zok the Gemara, a little bit of a digression, building up to a, a question that the Amoyram pondered as it relates to the Havon of our Mishnah. Gabi Hektish, Zok the Gemara, with regards to the laws of Hektish, we have a Mishnah in Mesechtis Erechin that says, someone's Maktish's field. So he has a field, he makes it Hektish. At the time that Yoival is Noyeg, so the halach is that if he wants to redeem the field, the formula that he uses to be his field, to redeem his field, is for every Zerah of Sa'irin, he has to pay Chamishim Shekel Kasef. Now, the background to this halacha is a pasuk in the Torah. The pasuk says, If a person's going to be maktish, not just the field, the steachuz. Steachuz is a field that he yarshin from his father, yarshin from his father, dating back to Yeshua ben If he's now going to want to redeem this field, so the erich, the value of the field, should be determined based on this metric. The zaroi, which is zera choymer sa'irim, a zera choymer sa'irim, which in English is a, a base core. For shekel kasef. So if you want to redeem this field now, for every zera chaymer of sa'irim, you have to pay how much? Chamishim shekel kasef. Now this halach is a chiddush because ordinarily when you pay the hektish, you pay it based on its value. A formula? Maybe it's worth more. Maybe it's worth less. Kamash malon a pasuk in the teya that 
the way this works is, is there's a formula that you plug in. So you just figure out how many you have. For each one you pay chamishim shekel kesef, that's what your obligation is going to be. So the Mishnah here in Mesech Tis Eirechin is building on this Pasuk in the Torah and says the following. What happens if there were crevices that were ten tfachim deep inside this piece of property in this day? Or there were racks that were ten tfachim tall. So they are not measured in terms of determining whether or not you have the Zerachoy Mesoirim to figure out the pidyon. Pachas Mikan, let's say the Nikoim or the Slayim were less than 10 Tfachim deep or less than 10 Tfachim tall, Nimdodin Ima, then they're included to be part of the field. So you have these crevices, these big rocks in the field. Are they part of the field? They're not part of the field. With regards to this halacha, assessing the shear, trying to figure out what the amount of money you're going to have to redeem is. So it depends. If they're 10 Tfachim or more, then the halacha is. They're viewed as a separate entity. If they're ten, less than ten tefachim, so then they're included in the field. Now the Bnei Yeshiva, when they learned this Mishnah, they had the following question. They said, I understand the halach of the Mishnah that says that if you have these crevices that are ten tefachim deep, but you have these rocks that are ten tefachim tall, they're not part of the land. Meaning, it's a cheftzah b'fnei atzmai. Right, if you have a ditch that's asara tefachim, so that is considered a mechitzah, and hulchah shabbos, hulchah erevin, it can be considered a Rishos HaYachid, even if it's in the middle of a Rishos HaRabim or in the middle of a Carmelis, right? So I understand why Tent Fachim makes the entity an independent entity. But at the same time, why are they not hectish on their own merit? So that we should say that when you were Maktish to stay Achuzo, for sure included in your hektish was these slum and these nikoim. And when you come to be paida, just like you're being paida the field based on this ratio, so you should do the same as it relates to the nikoim and the slum. Meaning, you want to tell me it's not part of the field? Understood. Not arguing that point. But at the same time, look at it as a field bifnei atzmai. It's zikr on some level part of the field. And if that's the case, why is it not subject to the same pasuk in the third? The Chitema says the Gemara. Now, if you're going to tell me, maybe the reason is because Kamadali have a base core loichasha. Being that this area is not so big, it's not the shear of a base core. It's not the zerach haim So maybe over there it's not chashev, and maybe it's not subject to the halacha of chamishim shekel kasev. In other words, the Gemara is saying, this halacha, that when you come to be paida hektish of a steyachuza, so the way you do it is that zerach haim esoyim bechamishim shekel kasev, maybe it's if you have a piece of property that's that size, so then you're subject to this halacha. But if you have something that's smaller, maybe it's not subject to the halacha. What then is it subject to? What's its value? And be paid it based on its value. What would be the other side? The other side would be that if you have a piece of property that's less than that, so you still work with the same formula, albeit you prorate it. So you say if the piece of property they have is not a base score, but it's a half a base score, okay, so then instead of paying chamishim shekel kasev, I'll pay 25 shekel kasev. Now, if the only time you have this halacha is when you actually have the shneer of a base score, that would explain why we're not looking at the nekam and the slum, because the nekam and the slum even though they're hectic and even though on some level they're part of the field but they're an independent entity and that independent entity is no way is a base core and because it's not a base core so therefore they're excluded but the Gemara says it's not true meaning it's a vechitema I hear why you can entertain such a tzad but if you're a Sinai you have the Yedias meaning the Oikaharim could hear it but if you're a, 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 
a bucky, you know it's not true. Viraminu, I'll ask you a kasha from a bride. So it says in the Torah, in mistake, it's the same passage that we're talking about. Sodom and Tamagoymar, Bukhura could have just said, Vim. It's clear we're talking about a field. So why did Torah have to say the word field? I would think that the only time the hectic is subject to this formula is when you amaktish at least a piece of property that's that size. How do you know that if the property was smaller than that? How small? It was a lesach. So lesach is half the size. It was a chatzikor. V'chatzik lesach or half a lesach. So it was only a saw. Tirka, which is a half a saw. V'chatzik tirka, which is a half of that. V'afilu raiva. Or if it's a quarter. I mean, how do you know if even if it's a smaller piece of property, it's still subject to the formula, or be a prorated, that's what the Torah wrote, the extra word, Sada, to teach me this halacha. But what's the bottom line? The bottom line is you see that the halacha is that is not only if you have a piece of property that's that size, but even if it's much smaller than that, you prorate it. So again, what's the kasha? The Mishnah says, That's a positive in the Torah. Why is it I understand it's not maybe one with the field. You want to look at it as independent, but independently it's hektish. And Lachura, based on that, the formula that you should have to use to be poided should be the same. I, it's less than a base core, I know from the Bryce, so the extra word Sada teaches me that it could be less. answered this question and he said, this Mishnah here in Mesechtis Erevin. Erechin is disgusting. It's talking about with these Nakam, we're filled with water. And Mishum being that they're filled with water, right now you can't sow, you can't cultivate that part of the land. And it's for that reason it's excluded. And the reason is because the Pasik says, It has to be a piece of land that you can be Zereya. But if you can't be Zereya, there it's going to be different. In fact, the Konami. It's actually meduyik that way. Because the slum gevayim, you understand, is something that you can plant on. So dumya to that, the nekayim is that as well. And that's the answer. Meaning the reason that the nekayim and the slum are treated differently is not because they're so small, but it's because with making an oikimta, we're talking about nekayim that were filled with water, Therefore, you can't be Zaireya. The slum, anyways, you can't be Zaireya. Being that you can't be Zaireya, that's a very important criteria that you need in order for this halacha to be true. The Gemara says, So why is it only true if it's 10 Tvachim, even if it's less than 10 Tvachim? Right? What did the Mishnah say? If it's 10 Tvachim, then it's excluded. But if it's less than 10 Tvachim, it's included. Why is it included? So the Gemara says, if it's less than 10 Tvachim, honey, in those situations, Nagni da'ara mikru, Shedra da'ara mikru. Because then, we don't look at them as being independent entities, but rather we look at them as nagni da'ara, the handles of the field, or shedra da'ara, the spine of the field. So these are just metaphors, but the point is we look at them as being part and parcel of the field. So it's bottled to the field, and being that it's bottled to the field, so I'm not looking at that as a separate entity. Meaning if I'm going to look at the crevice, I'm going to look at this ditch as a separate entity, so I'm going to have to ask myself, this entity right here, can I be Zerah, can I not be Zerah? If the answer is no, then you're not subject to the Zalacha. If it's less than 10 Tfachim, I'm not looking at it independently. I'm looking at the field in totality. Punk, you have four Tfachim in the field that you can't be Zerah. That doesn't change the halacha. And as a result, that's going to be the din. Bottom line is, this you see by Hektish, right? What was the Lashon of the Gemara? Gabi Hektish Tanan. As it relates to Hektish, you see what we just said. So what part of what we just said are we supposed to see 
hold the thought and carry with us as we get closer to the punchline. We'll see in a minute. Gabi mechet but as it relates to mechet, you have a different halacha. If somebody tells his friend, base I have a base kuraf, I want to sell to you. And this person in his field had nikoim that would tend tefachim deep. We had slum that would tend tefachim tall. In nimdaden ima, the halacha is they're not measured together with it. Pachas mikan nimdaden ima. If it's less nimdaden ima, so very similar halacha. Somebody's selling his friend a base core offer, and there's these nikoim and this slum inside. Are they included or are they not included? Ten tefachim, no, less than ten tefachim. And maruk for barachama said it's the same maruk for barachama who commented on the mission in Erechin. He's commenting on this mission as well. This is the mission in Bava Bas. He said, that even if it's not filled with water, still the halacha is that if it's less than ten, if it's more than ten tefachim, it's going to be excluded. My time, what's the reason? The person doesn't want to buy one field, but it should present like two or three fields. Meaning, when a person buys one field, he wants one field. He doesn't want three fields. If he wanted three fields, he'd buy three fields. If you have these deep ditches, so even though it's technically one field, but when you operate it, and when you're going to work the field, it's going to be the equivalent, tirchawise, as if it's multiple fields. But the bottom line is, is we have two comments of Mar'ukfa Barchama related to a halacha of a base core, related to sloim that were ten tefachim tall, or nekam that were ten tefachim deep. In one place, Mar'ukfa made a comment that the halacha of the Mishnah that talks about these nekam that are ten tefachim deep, it's talking about where they were malayim mayim. And regarding the other halacha, he said, Afal what were the two halachas? Regarding Maktish Sadeh where there's a formula of how you're supposed to be pointed. So what did Maruk Fabar say? He said that when the Mishnah says that if you have Nikam that attend Fachim Deep, the halacha is, then not included. It's Dafka where it's Malayamai. And as it relates to somebody that's selling a, a base core of offer, where the Mishnah says that if you have Nikam that attend Fachim Deep, the halacha is, that that area is not included. What did Maruk Fabar say? Even if it's not Malayamai. So why in one place did Maruk Fabar say, in the other place, not. Now, he explained it, or the Gemara explained it. As it relates to Matir Sadeo, you need that it should be Malayamayim, because otherwise, why should it not be subject to the regular formula? Oh, Daphnis, Malayamayim, you can't be Zeret. And as it relates to someone that's selling a, a base core, so over there, Rapup explained, I don't care if it's Malayamayim or not Malayamayim. When a person buys a base core, he wants one field. Don't give me a, one field, but really two or three fields. He, Daphnis, wants one field. But here's the interstitia that we need, that you have two Mishnayas, one in Erechin and the other one in Bava Basra. They're both discussing a base core of offer. They're both discussing Nikoyim that were ten tefachim deep within the base core offer. In one, in both Mishnayis, those Nikoyim are excluded. They're not considered part of the field. In one Mishnah, it's only not considered part of the field if it's Malayamayim. And in the other Mishnah, it's not considered part of the field even if it's not Malayamayim. What does this have to do with our sugyo? Oh, In our Mishnah, when the man said, base offer. Let's say he had a base core offer, but there were Nikoyim that were 10 Tvachim deep. Are they going to be included or are they not going to be included? So immediately you would say, I don't know, I know a Mishnah in Erechen. 
But then you're also immediately going to say, I know a Mishnah of Abbasra. In both of those two Mishnayas, that Allah is that if it's 10 Tfachim deep, it's not included. But there's a big difference. In one case, it's only not included if it's Malay Mayim. In the other case, it's not included if it's not Malay Mayim. So what's the Shiloh where it's not Malay Mayim? Is it included like in the Mishnah in Erechin or is it still excluded like the Mishnah in Baba Basra? That's the Gemara Shiloh. Do we compare it to Hektish so that if it's not Malayimayim, it's part of the field? So even if it's not Malayimayim, it's still not part of the field. And the Gemara says, Mistabra, a long winded question. You have to push it learn two completely different sugyas just to set up the question even. But in the final analysis, the Gemara says it's poshit in svar, it's logical that lehektish medamin Allah, we should compare it to hektish. And the reason is the omar law anotarachno vizarana umaisina. It's mistaber that we should view the halacha the way it was viewed in hektish, not for the same reason. But that the bottom line halacha should be like the hektish, the galacha. And that is that in the event that it's not malayimayim, it should be part of the field. And the reason is because, again, what would be the svara that the Nikayim should not be part of the field? Because she's going to say, I agreed to marry a husband that has a base core offer where it's going to be easy for him to work the field. She doesn't really care. I'm not Tarachna. I'm the one that's being matriach. Umaysina, Vizarana. I'm the one that's going to put the bread on the table. You don't have to worry about this. This is my headache. It's not yours. And as a result, she just wants to know that he has a base core offer. And therefore, it's mistaber that in this case, it's interesting because in Svari, you probably would have argued the Hektish case is more like the Das Balabayas, which is what the Mecher case was. In contrast to Hektish, okay, the Kedushin case is more Das Balabayas, like the Mecher case was, as opposed to Hektish where you're getting involved in the Lumbus. It's Barzri, it's not Barzri. But that's part of the punchline of the Gemara. As much as that's true, because in the case of Mecher, the buyer is the one that's working the field, so he wants one field. Over here, the Mekadish is the one that's going to have to work, and she doesn't really care, so as long as it's a base core offer, so therefore, a little counterintuitively, we to the Kedushan to the Hektish, this has nothing to do with the lumbus of Kedushan being Hektish, we to the Kedushan to the Hektish as opposed to treating the Kedushan like the Mecher, which, just based on the transactional nature of those two cases you would have thought are a little bit more comparable either way. Come up for breath. Exhale. And moving along now to the next sugi. So Perika Oimer is poshit. Just one sugi after another sugi after another sugi. <laughs> this is a whole winter's man in yeshiva. Bali Guzma. Obviously, we do what we do. We do like a sugi and a half in an hour, but it is what it is. But this next mission that we're about to learn is mamish, one of the the Shnayas that reverberate throughout Shas, it is the Makar to the very well-known Sheet of Rameyer. And that is that in order for a Tanai to be a Tanai, it has to be a Tanai Kafal. So really this Mishnah requires no introduction. Everything we've done over the last several years is on some level an introduction to the Mishnah that we're about to learn. But we're familiar with the concept of Tanayim. Why are we talking about Tanayim now? All these Mishnahis and we're related to Tanayim. So we know that a person can buy something, can sell something, can be Makadish, can be Magarish, right? Most things you can do a lot tonight. And there's a whole Mishpitei Tanayim, there's a Shulchan Aruch that you have to conform with when you make a Tanayim. Rameya has a sheet that in order for a tonight to be a tonight, 
It has to be a Tanai Kafel. So, for example, let's just take one of the last time that we learned. A man is Mekadosh and Nishra, and he says, Hare at Mekudeshesli, Amanash Yeshli base core offer. So, what's the Allah? If he has a base core offer, Mekudeshes, and if not any Mekudeshes, coin to Amer, no, that's not true. If that's all you said, it doesn't matter if he has a base core offer, it doesn't have a base core offer, either way, it's going to be Mekudeshes. The only time that Tanai is really a Tanai, where it can blow up this Kedushin in the event that it's not Niskayim, is where he says clearly, Amanash Yeshli base core offer. Offer, I want you to marry me, and if I don't have a base core offer, then the kedushin won't be chal. So you have to be koifal the tonight. You have to speak out the hen and the lav. You have to speak out the two sides of the equation. You can't say right? You can't say etc. etc. No, 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 no. It has to be rochel bitcha haktan. That is the sheet of Ramein. That in order for a Tanai to be a Tanai, the Tanai has to be a, a Tanai Kafel, the Chachamu Wachaylik on Rameir, and really the Makart, the Shitas Rameir, is this Mishnah right here. Zok the Mishnah. Rameir, Rameir, Rameir says, Call Tanai, Shane, Tanai, Bnei God, Ubnei Ruvain, any Tanai. Any Tanai. That's not like the Tanai of Bnei God, Ubnei Ruvain is not a Tanai. Now, the truth is, that's a fact. Call Tanai, Shane, Tanai, Bnei God, Ubnei Ruvain, any Tanai. But that's not Pashup Shaina, what our Mishnah is saying. So you have to learn Rashi, and Rashi adds one word just for Pashup Shaina, the Mishnah. Rameir Oimer, Kol Tanai, She'enoi. What does that mean? She'enoi Kafel, Ketanai, Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain, Enoi Tanai. And that's Rameir's Chedesh. Meaning everybody holds, not just Rameir, that a Tanai that's not Ketanai, Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain is Enoi Tanai. In fact, all the Mishmetei Atanoim are learned out from the Tanai of Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain. Rameis Chiddush, where he's on an island by himself, where he said his big, big halacha in Hilchas Tanayim is a Tanai, also has to be a Tanai Kafel, just like the Tanai was Kafel by the Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain. And we do you see by Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain that the Tanai was Kafel? Shenemar, the Pasuk says that Moshe tells the Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain, Im Yavru, if you're going to cross the Yardain, and you're going to lead the Yidin into Mulchama, and you're going to conquer the land, so then I'm going to give you the Eretz Gilad. But then he said specifically, V'ksiv im lo'yavu chalutzem. If you're not going to do that, then v'noichazu v'soichachem. Be'eretz kenon. Then you're not going to get the land that you wanted to get. So from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu's Tanai, by Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain, was a Tanai Kafel, from there we learn that Says Rameyer that every tonight has to be a tonight of Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain. So let's just hit the pause button for one second. We're not going to do a proper introduction because we've done it, Beis HaShem, many times, and I am related raid bites. But the point is that the tonight that is the source for all tonight in the Torah is the tonight of Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain. The tonight of Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain is mentioned in the Torah in the end of Sefer Bamidbar, and the Torah over there mentions the Yidin are about to cross the Yardin, they're about to enter Eretz Yisrael, they're about to conquer the land that Rashi, in the very, very first Rashi, Alatayra, says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had promised is going to belong to, to the Yidin. And the Bnei God, the Bnei Ruvain, and Chatzli Sheva Benasha, they decided that they don't want to enter the land. They like the land of Evra Yardin, the other side of the Jordan River, and they said, let's remain here, it's very good for our cattle, and well, we're happy to stay here. You can divide the land amongst the nine and a half Shvatim that are going to enter, minus Sheva Levi, and we're happy to keep this land right here. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain, listen, I hear what you're saying, and I'm okay with that. However, 
there's going to be a condition. The rule is, is you can't somehow exempt yourself from fighting this Muhammad. So if you're willing to go and fight together with your brethren to conquer Eretz Yisrael, then I'll allow you to have this Eretz Gilo, this land, that you want. But the Imlav, if not, then you're not going to get Eretz Gilad. Instead, then you're going to be treated like a regular member of the Jewish nation. You'll be subject to whatever rules everyone else is subject to. So they had this land that they wanted. They came to Moshe Rabbeinu, they made him an offer. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, I hear, meaning I'm willing to give you Eretz Gilad, but I'm giving it to you, Alatnai. If you're going to go and lead the way, you'll get it. And if you're not going to lead the way, then you're not going to get it. This goes down as the Tanai that's mentioned in the first and the Torah, and all the halachas of Tanai, all the Mishpatayat Tanai we've ever talked about comes from here. If the Tanai is Dumya Debnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain, then the Tanai is a Tanai, and if the Tanai is not Dumya Debnei Gadu Bnei Ruvain, the Tanai is not going to be a Tanai. Says Rameir, one of the unique Things that I see in the tribe, they called the Ruven was that it was in Tanai Kafel. The Moshe Rabbeinu said, "If you're going to lead the way, right? What are the words?" He says, "No problem." Then why It's the next passage. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu talking so much? Why is he being so wordy? Oh, because you have to make a Tanai Kafel, and this is the makar to the halacha of Tanai Kafel. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Chanin. He argued. He said, no. Don't bring me a raya from the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu made a tonight kafel that you always have to make a tonight kafel. Because Loyal will tell you that you don't have to make a tonight kafel. If that's the case, why then did Moshe Rabbeinu make a tonight kafel? He had to make a tonight kafel. So Mole came. Because then Moshe Rabbeinu not feared us. I would have thought that maybe if they're not going to fear us and they're not going to do what they're supposed to do, maybe they're going to end up getting nothing. Meaning, the Bnei Godu Bnei Ruven wanted Eretz Gila. They wanted to stay in Eber Ayani. Moshe Rabbeinu says, no problem. You're going to go. You're going to fight. We're going to conquer the land. Right? It took 14 years. The Zayin Shekofshu and the Zayin Shechalku took a very, very long time. So if you're going to fight together with the Yidin, I'll give you Eretz Gila. What if not? I don't know. What if not? Maybe they're not going to get anything. How are you supposed to know? That's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to tell them. And if not, don't worry. You still get I'm not saying you're going to end up losing. But at the same time, if you want what you want, you're going to have to lead the way. So says Gamliel, this is not a raya in Itanai Kofel. Maybe the reason here Moshe Rabbeinu had to be koifel the Tanai is because had he not been koifel the Tanai, it would have been very unclear and ambiguous what exactly they're going to get if they don't fear us. But where it's not ambiguous and where it's not unclear, maybe Bechai Yavna, you don't really have to make a Tanai Kofel. Just to explain this a little bit better, this is just Pashib Shah. When Rameir says that a Tanai has to be a Tanai Kofel, what's the aside of Shitas Rameir? The side of Shittas Rameir is, because Rameir holds that we don't say or we don't say Meaning, if I ask you, right, forget Lundus, Pachnit, ask the man on the street. If a man is Makadashanisha, Hare Atmikudashasli, Amanasha Yeshli base core offer. Does that mean that if I don't have a base core offer, you should not be married to me? I think most people would say, yeah. He said, Okay, so if I don't have a base Kurafer, now. That's where Rameir Shita enters. And Rameir says, no. I don't hear that. I don't hear and that's precisely why you need a tonight kafel. Because if you don't make a tonight kafel just because you said, I'm a Nashi base Kurafer, doesn't mean that if I don't have a base Kurafer, nah. So what then did you mean with the tonight? 
for our purposes, Akasha Famaisa. But the bottom line is, Rameir holds in Svara logically that just because you said I'm a Nashi based crawfer, unless you cross your T's and you dot your I's, and unless you make it 100% clear, it's not Muchach, that if I don't have a base crawfer, the Kedusha is not going to be Chal. The Chachamim that will Chayil Rameir, they says, Rameir, seriously, what? Then did he mean? He made a Tanai. Of course that's what it is. But they're arguing in the Balabatish guide, and how are you supposed to interpret what he said? How do we know that's true? Because the Gemara in different places in Shas, Shtel Su, Shittas Rameir of Tanai Kofel, to Sugis that have nothing to do with Tanayim, to regular halachas where you're trying to interpret the words of a person. And Rameir, who holds that you need Tanai Kofel, you see, he saw the world a certain way. In fact, we're not going to get to it today, but Bezer Hashem in the next stop from seven and a half years ago, we'll start it a little bit today, it's going to be very evident that the Gemara is going to take this Shittas Rameir and literally Varf Kolotoy Rukul Al Regal Achas. Because Rameir's haloch is not a haloch in Hilchis Tanoim. It's a haloch in Hilchis Das Ha'odom. And Rameir holds, you don't necessarily say, Michla and vice versa. But Rameir needed to prove it. He needed a source to it. So he said, you know what, my Makaris? You know what, my Raya is Moshe Rabbeinu. Because you see Moshe Rabbeinu made a tonight Kafel. Why did he make a tonight Kafel? Because otherwise it wouldn't have been clear. Moshe Rabbeinu had to say that if you're going to cross the yard, then you're going to lead the way like a warrior, then you're going to get Eretz Gilad. And he said, had to say, if not, not. You know why? Because otherwise, even had they not, they still would have. It would have been like as a condition that, you know, be nice if you fulfill. But it would not have been ma'akiv in the actual gift. And from Moshe Rabbeinu, says Rabbi Chaim and Gamliel, Ramey, I hear what you're saying, but you have a raya from Moshe Rabbeinu? What kind of raya do you have? The reason Moshe Rabbeinu had to speak out the other side is because otherwise I wouldn't know what the other side is. I would have thought that if they don't lead the way, they get nothing. Kamash Malan, they're at least going to get something. So to the extent that you need to prove it from somewhere, this I don't think is a proof. Either way, look to Gemara. Shapir, Kamali, Rabbi Chaim and Gamliel, Ramey, at first glance, the Gemara's Muschel Rishon is to pick sides. I like Rabbi Chaim and Gamliel's Taina back to Ramey, better than Ramey's Taina. Ramey says from Moshe Rabbeinu, there's a raya. To the svar of tonight, Kafel, Chanina Gamliel is saying very good. So the Gemara says, Amalach Rameir, Rameir is going to tell you, if you're going to tell me that the reason Moshe Rabbeinu gave this whole Arichos Advarim, that second possible was not for tonight, Kafel, then Lichtov, all Moshe Rabbeinu had to say was, if you're not going to cross, he could have stopped there. He could have said, that if you're going to lead the way, you'll get what you want. And if not, Why do you have to chazer over that you're going to get in Eretz Kanan? You know why he said those words? To make it very clear that what you're going to get is Eretz Kanan. However, I'm letting you know, only Eretz Kanan, you're not getting anything in Eretz Gilad. But had he not chazered over that you're not getting Eretz Gilad, now again, where did he chazer that you're not getting Eretz Gilad? By saying Eretz Kanan. Eretz Kanan means not Eretz Kanan, but had he not said that, then it wouldn't have been clear. So it's true. Rameir is conceding. He's being made of a mixus now. He's saying, I hear, Moshe Rabbeinu definitely had to say something. Because had he not said something, I would not have known what they're going to get in the event that they're not going to lead the way. But why do you have to chazer over Eretz Kanan? Eretz Kanan is another way of saying not Eretz Kanan. That I don't think he had to say. And if he said that, that must be to... Give me the tonight kafel that I believe you have to have every time you make it tonight. Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel, what's Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel's response to that? Why might Rabbi have to say Eretz Kanan? Because Eli Kosev Rachmana Eretz Kanan. Because had he not said Eretz Kanan, have Amina, I would have thought v'noichazu b'soichachem be'Eretz Gilad. I would have thought that maybe this that Moshe Rabbeinu said you're going to get b'soichachem. It means an Eretz Gilad. Avol Eretz Kanan klal klal loy. But maybe Eretz Kanan was off the table. Meaning once they said. 
that we don't want Eretz Canaan, it could be at that point, no problem, you're not getting Eretz Canaan. In fact, Rashi says a Lushan in the Mishnah, not for now, but there's some long Rashi's here on this stuff. But Rashi says a Lushan in the Mishnah that they were cuts in Eretz Canaan. Right? It was like most to them, by your kutsu, right? They, they thought it was, they didn't want it. You don't want it? That's off the table. That you're not getting. So I would have thought that the Neuchazu B'Soychachem is that if you don't lead the way, you'll get part of Eretz Gil. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu had to say that no, you're going to get an Eretz Kenan as offer. A mayor, what's my mayor going to respond to that? B'Soychachem I hear what you're saying in Svara, but if Moshe Rabbeinu was a seven Neuchazu B'Soychachem, it means you're going to be together with your brothers. Together with your brother means wherever they are. So if they're in Eretz Kenan, Eretz Gil too, right? And Shevet Ruvain and God and Chatzah Shevet Menashe not gotten Eretz Gilag. Had they not gotten Eber Ayardin, who would have gotten it? It would have been divided, right? It was part of Eretz Kanan. So everybody would have gotten it together. That's what it would have been. So Rameir is saying that Besoichachem is mashma everything. Rechamim Gabriel is saying maybe Besoichachem means in that part you'll be a Besoichachem. You'll get your pro-rate share on the Eber Ayardin Chelet, but not necessarily Eretz Kanan. So what's the Machloikis? Is the words Eretz Kanan extra? How does it play itself out? According to Rameir, it's extra. If it's extra, why would Moshe Rabbeinu have emphasized Eretz Kanan? Because Eretz Kanan means Dafke Eretz Kanan. It means not Eretz Gilad. And that's his way of making a Tanai Kofel to teach me that the only time a Tanai is ever going to be a Tanai is if it's going to be a Tanai Kofel. Tanya Amr Rebchanim Gamliel. Rebchanim Gamliel said, Let me explain to you why Moshe Rabbeinu had to say what he said with a Mashal. There was a person that was giving his Nechassim to his son. Omar, and he said like this, Ploini Bni, this son, Yirish saw the Ploinus. You're going to get this field. Uploini Bni, and the next son, Yirish saw the Ploinus. You're going to get the next field. Uploini B, and my third son, Yite Masayim Zuz, he's going to pay 200 Zuz. The Yirish saw the Ploinus, and he's going to get the third field. So this man has it. Let's say three fields, just to keep it simple. And he says, Ruven, you're getting this field. Shimon, you're getting that field. Levi, you'll get the third field, but you're going to have to pay Masayim Zuz. The point is, he continued and he said, the Im Loyite, and Levi, if you're not going to give the Messiah Zuz, then Yiresh Im Achiv Bishar Nechassim. Then, everything I just said is null and void, and the three brothers are going together divide all three of the fields. Meaning, the father says, I have a way of making this work out very neatly. Reuven, you take this, Shimon, you take this, Levi, Levi give me 200 Zuz, worth more money, and then you can get this field. If you don't give me the Masayim Zuz, then everyone's going to yash in everything. So says Rabbi Chanir Gamliel, in this mashal, mi garam loy lirish im echa b'shar why was the third brother, Zoicha, to yash together with his brothers in the other two fields in the event that he doesn't give his Masayim Zuz? It's kfei garam It's only because of the the Kvelos, meaning had he, the father, not said Mephorish, that if you don't give me the Masayim Zuz, you're going to yash in equally all three of the fields, then he wouldn't have. He had to be koifel in order for that to be the case. And the reason for that is because once the father gave the first two fields to Reuven and Shimon, to those two brothers, so at that point, Levi, this third brother, Mechatesi, he would have any part of it. Now he has the schos to give 200 zos and to take the third field. If he doesn't, so Svara for sure, 
he would be a, a third shutif in the third field, because that was never given away to anybody else. But the first two fields, you would think not. Kamash Malan, that's why the father had a chazer over and make it clear that if you don't give the Messiah Zos, even though I already gave as a gift the first two fields to my other two sons, you're still going to be. So Khrim Gamil says, that's why Moish Rabbeinu had to tell the Bnei Gadu Bnei Ruben that if you're not going to lead the way, you're still going to get a chalik in Eretz Kanat. I would have thought not. Why would I have thought not? Because he already gave away Eretz Kanat. You're going to take Eretz Gilad. You don't want Eretz Kanan, no worries. Eretz Kanan's going to go to everybody else. This is the deal. If you don't fulfill the deal, Eretz Kanan is off the table. This only in That's why you had to speak out, Eretz Kanan, to make it very clear that's not the way it is. Again, the Nekudas HaMachloikis, Rabbi Hanun Gamliel, and Rameir was, why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to chazer over Eretz Kanan? Why those two words, Eretz Kanan? I'll explain it to you with a marshal. Again, the Marshal, the Nimshal, both very straightforward. Because had he not said Eretz Canaan, you would have thought Eretz Canaan is off the table. Just like in the case of a Marshal, you would have thought the first two fields are off the table. It's the Kfelus that says that if you don't fulfill the Tanah, you'll still get part of the first two fields. It's the Kfelus that says that if you don't fulfill the Tanah, you'll still get a Chalik in Eretz Canaan. But the Gemara has a Kasha. The Gemara says, I have a Kasha between the Marshal and the Mishnah. Right, Gishmak? So the Mishnah takes precedence over a Marshal. The problem is, Gamliel's talking in the Mishnah, and he's the one that gave the marshal. So I think the Gemara, Vachura, Vahalidam, your marshal, the Masnisin. Why not? Hossam, Ktani, Yesh, Ben Mashma, Shafilu, Beretz, Kananlo, Yinchalo. Alma, Kefelo, Eretz, Skilanami, Mahani. If you go back to Rabbi Chanir, Gamliel's Lashon in the Mishnah, what did Gamliel say? When he heard Rameir's reaction, I call How do I know it? Pnei Gadu, Pnei Ruven. Why? Why did Moshe Rabbeinu have to say them? Lo Yavru, Vachu. What we coming on comment? He said, "Sarukat avad oimra." Shemali kein yesh b'mashma. Shafilu beretz kanan lo yinchalo. Had he not chazed over, I would have thought that the bnei gadol bnei ruvin wouldn't get even in eretz kanan. Right? What was his lashon? Shafilu beretz kanan lo yinchalo. Alma. So you see from here that you need the kfeila to teach me that the bnei gadol bnei ruvin had they not fulfilled it tonight, they would have gotten a chelik. In Eretz Canaan, but also they would have gotten a chelik in Evra Yardin. I need it also to teach me that they're going to get a chelik in Eretz Canaan. What does also mean? Gamler Rabbis, meaning what else? Evra Yardin. V'hachaktani, but what did Rabbi Chanin Gamliel say in the Marshal? Mi garam loyliresh im achiv b'shar nechasim kfeilay garam loy. The reason you needed the kfeilus was so that this third son. If he doesn't come up with the money, doesn't fulfill tonight, he should get a chalik of the first two fields. So you see that I only need the chalik for the sharnachasim, but I don't need the chalik to teach me that he's going to be able to take his pro-rate chalik in the third field. So the Gemara says from Rechamim, on the Mishnah, it sounds like you needed the chalik to teach me that they got the room and going to get something. Because without that, I would think they would get nothing. Not in Eretz Gilad. In Ebrayardin and not in Eretz Kanan either. And then he explains his position with a marshal. And in the case of the marshal, it's not Mamishtoimah, right? This is not the, a, a proper marshal. Because in the marshal, this third person who has to fulfill the tonight is for sure going to get a chalik in what was not given away in that third field. We just need the tonight kafal so that he can get a chalik of the first two fields that were given away. Lachura. In our Mishnah, what would have been the Tzushtel? The Tzushtel would have been that the Bnei Gadu Ben Ruben are for sure going to get an Eretz Gilad. We're just donning whether the Chelik that they walked away from, which is Eretz Kenan, they're going to get. But the Gemara says, like a Shmak Eretz, if you're holding Cheshman, the Gemara says, Loi Kasha, Ha Mekama, the name of the Rameir of the Neuchazu, Ha Lubasna, the name of the Rameir of the Neuchazu. There's a real time of this conversation that's going on between Rameir and Rabbi Chanin and Gamliel. Initially, 
Reb Meir said that Moshe Rabbeinu had to be careful the tonight. If not, because I would have thought Mamun of Shach, whether they go or don't go, either way they're going to get Eretz Gila. On that, Reb Chanim and Gamliel says, no way. If Moshe Rabbeinu wouldn't have said anything, then they would have gotten anything. And that's Reb Chanim and Gamliel's time in the Mishnah. That without repeating yourself, I don't know if you're getting anything. Says Reb Meir, I understand. Avadi had to say something. He had to say, but he didn't have to say, then Reb Chanim Gamliel says, no, he had to say, too. because I would have thought, even had he said, that means they'll get a pro-rate of in Yarden, but maybe they'll get nothing in Eretz Kanan. That next time the says Reb Chanin Gamliel, let me explain that to you in a marshal. So Reb Chanin and Gamliel in the Mishnah, that's the first version of Shittas Reb Chanin Gamliel. That's before Reb Meir explains himself. But once Reb Meir explained himself, that my diuk is from the word Be'eretz Kanan, so now it changed the landscape a little bit. So now we're not fighting about whether it had to say V'noich Hazub but whether it had to say Be'eretz Kanan. According to Reb Meir, it didn't have to say that's the Tanai Kof. According to Reb Chanin it did have to say Zok Reb Chanin Gamliel. Let me explain to you why it had to say Eretz Kanan with a marshal, because even though I know at this point that they're going to get, for sure the brother's going to get his chalik in the third field, but the first two fields are off the table. Eretz Kanan, you walked away from. You walk away, you lose. That's already off the table. That's where Rabbi Gamliel in the Mishnah, in, in the Braisa, is explaining his marshal. So Rabbi Chanin Gamliel in the Mishnah is the original Rabbi Chanin Gamliel. But that Jitas Rabbi Chanin Gamliel was worked out. It was Oizgar, but it was cultivated by Meshach And in the final analysis, Rabbi Chanin Gamliel's Ha'orat Rameir is different. Rameir's shita is a little different. And as a result, Rabbi Chanim Gamil's commentary is a little bit different. Rabbi Chanim Gamil in the Brice, who gave a marshal, is explaining his final response to what Rameir said. So the Gemara now is going to fire away with kashas, literally all the way till the Mishnah on Daf Samach Bezam and Aleph. We're going to mention the first one. Really, we should stop here. But the reason we're going to mention the first one is because it's Negei the Raid, A and B. It's it's raid related to this week's parsha, parsha spiracious. So the Gemara that holds that you need tonight kafel. And as we spoke out, what's the oimik in Shittas Rameir that you need tonight kafel? It's a svara thing that you don't say michlal hein atashemeyalav or michlal lav atashemeyah hein. Again, using those words loosely, but bishlam according to Rameir, I understand the pasuk that says. Now, what's the context of this pasuk? So we'll get into it in one second. But the general context, just to finish the daf, is that Cain and Hevel, Adam and Chavah's children, respectively, they brought carbonus, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu accepted the carbon of Hevel, but he didn't expect he didn't accept the carbon of Cain, and Cain was very disappointed, and he looked very sad and depressed. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw that, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes to Kai and he says, why do you look so sad? He says, oh, probably, yes, your carbon wasn't accepted. Your carbon wasn't accepted because of your sins. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells, tells Kayan, he says, let me explain something to you. It's true, you sinned, and as a result, you paid the consequences. However, if you'll better your ways, Ace, it'll be fine. It's for Imloisate, if not, La Pesachatis Rovitz, you're going to be punished. So the Gemara says like this, Bishop, I'm going to Ram Meir. I understand why Kodesh Baruch Hu, in his Teichacha, in his Shmuz that he gives Kain, again, we'll get into it in a second, had to be so wordy. He had to give it a Tanai Kafal. He said, Imloisate, say, it's Imloisate, La Pesachatis Rovitz. Because I wouldn't assume Imloisate, La Pesachatis Rovitz, just from the words Imloisate says, because you need tonight kafel. You don't say michlal lavatish me'en. El rabchanina l'amoli, but according to rabchanina, that you don't need tonight kafel. So why, why did Hakadosh Baruch have to be so wordy? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. I would have thought that 
imsetiv agro. That imsetiv say, if you're going to do the right thing, then you'll be rewarded for it. But imloisetiv. But if you're not going to do the right thing, then loy agro, you won't be rewarded. But also v'loydina, you won't be punished. Kamash malan. That's why you had to be clear. So again, wherever it's clear, meaning if I have a base korafa, you're married. If not. I guess you're not married. It's pretty straightforward. What's the third possibility? So over there, you don't need a Tanai Kafel. But when there is another side, then you have to speak out what the other side might be. In that case, there was another possibility, similar to what Rebchenim Gamliel said regarding the Bnei Gadu, Bnei Ruvain. And as a result, you cannot bring any rias from there to the idea of Tanai Kafel excess. So just to end with one light ha'aret. So we just mentioned this Pasek of Haloi Imtetiv Se'es, so the Pasuk is right here in Parshas Bereshis. And it begins with Odom Arishon and Chava having two sons, Kayan and Hava. And the Pasuk says, Vayimi ketziyomim, Vayyove Kayan mipriya adobo mincha lashem. Kayan decided to bring a carbon to HaKadosh Baruch, a carbon mincha. And the carbon that he brought was mipriya adobo. The Hevel, Hevi Gamhu, Mipchoris Soinoi, Umichalvea. And Hevel, like his brother Kayan, did the same thing. He also brought a carbon. Vayisha Hashem El Hevel, the El Minchas. Akadosh Baruchu accepted the carbon of Hevel, the El Kayan, the El Minchas, Soiloisha. But Kayan's carbon was not accepted. Vayicha Le Kayan Maoid, Vayiplu Ponov. And Kayan was very angry. And he looked very, very sad. So Hashem comes to Kayin and he tells him, Why are you so angry? And why do you look so sad? And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Kayin some very, very mysterious words. From the more sasum sukim in the Torah. So he tells Kayin, why are you so angry? Don't you know? Now, whatever HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Kain, and we'll get back to that in a second, didn't work. Because the very next passage says, Kain tells Hevel Achiv, it's not clear what he tells him. They were together in the field. And Kain gets up, and he kills Hevel, and of course, the rest is history. And some of the most epic psukim in the Torah, off the way right here in the beginning of of Sefer But it all begins with Hevel bringing a carbon that was accepted. Cain brings a carbon that was not accepted. Cain is angry and he's sad. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu tries being Mechazekayin. One Pasek. So the truth is like this. If you go through the Mefarshe HaTayra, from Targum Unkelis, working through the Rishonim, to the Achroinim, to the Sifrei, Pnimius, etc., etc., there's so many different Pshatim in this Pasek, which tells you one thing, that the Pasek is a little... It's awesome, because if it's awesome, one plus one is two, right? It's not maybe two, it's two. But this Pasuk is a little bit unclear. And because it's so unclear, that's precisely why there's so many different understandings in the Mepharshim. But if you look very, very carefully, what you'll see is that this Pasuk is mamish, a Pasuk that provides so much chizik in so many different ways. It's fascinating, like you wouldn't think of that. But it's almost a, a clinic in understanding 
the mahalach and the process of a person doing something wrong and then he feels bad about it and he's even angry about it and just to understand the dynamics of Avera and Shuva and just to mention uh, a few of the ideas that emerge from this Pasuk. But first, Pasuk Shah in the Pasuk. Right? What's Shutai Shalmikra of this Pasuk? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says as follows. Haloi imtetiv says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Kain, Imtetiv says, So Rashi kitargumai perusha. You want to know what the Pasuk Shah in that part of the Pasuk is? Look at the Targum. So let's look at the Targum. Haloi imtetiv oivotach. If you're going to better your ways, yishtevek loch. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm going to forgive you. In other words, Hashem told Cain, you brought a carbon and it wasn't accepted. You know why? It was because of your sins. Because you've done something wrong. But he told Cain, it's not a reason to be angry. It's not a reason to be sad. If you make a mistake in Yiddish Kai, you don't have to get angry. You don't have to be sad. Intative. There's a way out. All you have to do is fix your actions. So, that's not the mahalach of a Yid. That's not the way you're supposed to function. Rather, what you're supposed to do is better your ways... And se'es. If you're going to better your ways, Hashem says, I'll forgive you. Right, what's the shayrish of the word se'es? Kodesh Baruch Hu's a noisei avoin. Fa'ivar al-pesha. That's what the word se'es means, the Rishonim say. Se'es, I'll forgive you. That's what you have to do. But then Hashem told Kayim, vim but you should know. Then if you're not going to better your ways, la'pesa chatas roivetz. This avera that you did is not going to go away on its own. And it's going to be waiting for you, la'pesach. What does the Pesach mean? Says Rashi, La Pesach Kivrucha, Chetaach Hashomer. It's going to be waiting for you literally at the doorway, at the entrance, at your kefir. Mamish, by your Levaya, that is going to be there. So there's a lot of chizik here. It's not a reason to be angry, and it's not a reason to be sad. All you have to do is better your ways. But recognize that if you don't better your ways, so then you're carrying this burden. You're going to have this Avera, and it's not going to go away on its own. It's going to be La Pesach Atas Reifetz. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Kain that you should know, as Meret Shein Vegan the Chet, and the person who's behind it, the Yitzhahara, the Lecha Chukasa, you should know that he wants to take you down so badly, but you should also know the Atal Tim that if you want, in Tirzah Zok, the Elegarash, it's you're going to be able to overcome it. So again, these few words here in this Pasik, there's so much here. But Pashim Shat kind of did an Avera, and all of a sudden he slipped into a very dark place. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? there's no Nevi'im right now. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking straight to Kain. He says, It's not a reason to be angry. It's not a reason to be sad. All you have to do is better your ways. Now, you should know. It's not so easy. That's Pashib Shat. That's why Rashi, based on the Targum, explains the Pasuk right here that we're discussing. If you look at the Vilna Gayan, in his Aderes Elio, that's his Pirush Alatayr. So the going says like this: that Hashem told Kain, "Haloi imtetiv seis, haloi tuvcha biyotcha ubikaychacha." You control your fate. You control your ability to better your life. He says, "Imtetiv masecha." If you're going to make your ways better, seis. So had it Rashi teach seis like the Targum. Had it the Targum teach the word seis? Miloshen noisei avoy, forgive. Says the guy, you know what this word seis means? Tisnase. You're going to become great. You know how great you're going to be? Yoisem mi madregas hevel. So Hashem looks at Kayin and he says, You're jealous of your brother, right? 
Your brother brought a carbon, it was accepted. You brought a carbon that wasn't accepted. And you're sad and you're angry. I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to give you a trick. I have a good piece of advice for you. You know what you should do? You should better your ways. If you're going to better your ways, now tis nasse. Not just seis, you'll be forgiven. But seis miloshin rom veniso. Tis nasse yoisem imadregyes hevel. You know why? Zoktivil nagoy. And I'm quoting. Ki bemokim shabali tshuva oindim. Tzadikim gemurim enum yechoylam lamoy. Vakabal karbonchen. I'm going to be makabal your carbon. And by the way, you'll be better than your brother. Interesting. Hashem is like talking to him. Literally, toscha. You want to be better? You'll be better. But the bottom line is, there's an Indian you could do tshuva. And imtative seis, you'll be even better. And if you're going to be better, I'm going to be makabal. Kabul, your your tshuva. The hafla in his panim yafes. He talks a little bit more pnimiyistic. Pshat in this pas again. It's mamish kedai. Open up any chumash sefer you have and try to see if there's any Torah on this pasuk and tame lechacham v'yech gemay. Mamish, there's dvarim neflam in this pasuk. But the bottom line is the hafla. So he says a whole pshat ayin sham. But toich dvarim he says one davar nifla. He says the Mishnah says Ben Azai is the one that said it. Have you rots the mitzvah kala? A person should run to do even a mitzvah kalo, and you should run away from an avera. Sheschar mitzvah mitzvah, v'schar avera avera. Right? That's the lashon of the Mishnah. Have you rotzel mitzvah kalo, uberech min avera, mitzvah gareris mitzvah, avera gareris avera. Sheschar mitzvah mitzvah, v'schar avera avera. Freak the hafla. Sechar mitzvah mitzvah, I understand. What's the reward for doing a mitzvah? You have an opportunity to do another mitzvah. Sechar avera avera? The reward for doing an Aveira is that you're going to be able to do another Aveira. That's not Schar, that's Oynish, right? Schar va Oynish. Schar is the good thing and Oynish is the bad thing. So that's the Oynish of an Aveira. Schar Aveira Aveira sounds like it's a Schar. Says the Hafslot when he explains this Pasik, he says, because if a person does an Aveira, he's done. Of course not. You do Tshuva. In fact, if you do Tshuva properly, Zdoynis Nasus How do you do Tshuva, the Gemara says? It has to be Tshuva Samishko. What's Tshuva Samishko? Tshuva Samishko is Ba'oisa Makem, Ba'oisa Isha, U Ba'oisa Sha. In fact, the Svar Maktoichim say the Kliyakar brings this in all of the Svar Menoil Safraim, he brings it in Kliyakar. He says, Ba'makem Shabali Tshuva, Oimdem Ein Sadikim Gemuri Michaelim Lamin. Ordinarily, a person is not allowed to put himself in a matziv where this Sakana, that maybe he's going to do an Avera. How could you put yourself Right, you're not allowed to put yourself in that situation. But a Balchuva is allowed to put himself in that situation. Balchuva has to be in a situation like that. Again, this is a Shvera Kleoker, but this is what the Kleoker says. That you have to put yourself in that kind of situation. And the reason is because that's what Chuvah Samishkal is. Again, not Ali, but the Hilchasa. But this is what the Kleoker says. says He says that when a person does an Avera, the Eivishter is going to give him an opportunity to do Tshuva. And you know what the opportunity to do Tshuva is? He's going to be presented with the same Nesoyin again. But he Shechap, that when he's presented with the Nesoyin again, it's the Schar. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is mamish giving him an opportunity to go ahead and do Tshuva. So Schar Avera Avera. It's not Oynish, it's the Schar. The Schar of a Mitzvah is you get to do another Mitzvah, and the Schar of an Avera is that a person's put in an opportunity to do the Avera again, that's your gelegenheit to do tshuva. Because if you're not going to be in that matzav, it's going to be chaser in tshuva samishko. And that's why a person sometimes falls in an aside and then he finds himself in the same matzav again. You should know it's your schar. The Abish is giving you a way out. It's mamish. It's your parachute. It's your way of somehow getting away from this whole geshef. By being in this matzav of the dvarim the flum. The machshav is going on here. I'm mamish. But I'll tell you just one other machshav. We'll end with this. And that is... In the Chidushim from Rabbi Yosef Nechemia, 
So Rabbi Yisrael Nechemya Kornitzer, he was an enical from the Hevel Gichsam Seifer, and in his Chedushin Ala Torah, which also is, if you could get your hands on the Seifer, it's Mamash Kedah. But in Chedushin Rabbeinu Yisrael Nechemya Ala Torah, on this Pasuk, La Pesachat is Reuvet. So Rashi says, who's Reuvet by the Pesach? It's the Chatos, the Yetzahar. That's what Rashi explains. So you want to know where the Yetzahar is? And licked weird by the Pesach. That's where he is. La Pesachat is Reuvet. So said Rabbi Yisrael Nechemya, what's the Pshat? That's what the Yetzar is. He's by the Pesach. He says, Yesh lefayrish, al derech shashamati b'shem rab hershmi rimenov. Dot, dot, dot. I think the dot, 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 could be wrong, is that, because he's meramist to it a little bit, that we know that Bilam, when he saw Klai Yisrael, he said, Matoivu oyolecho Yaakov. Rashi says, what did he see that he was so impressed with? Ra, he saw she'en pischeim mechuvonim zeke negeze. So the Chesidosh Yisrael say, now, what did Bilam mean when he saw, wow, Matoivu Ayolecha Yaakov, She'en Peschem, Mechuvanim Zekin Egedzeh? Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu says that if you does an Avera, do Tshufa. And I'll just do Tshufa, I'll help you do Tshufa. I'm willing to help you do Tshufa. But just, just make a Heshtablus. Pischuli Pesach, Kechudai Shamachat, Vani Eftelach Lecha Pesach, Pischoi Shalulon. Open up a hole that's literally kechudai shomachat. And if you do that, I'm going to let you do tshuva. You'll see, I'll give you siyata deshmaya. I will take that little end and I'll tear it open. It's going to be kepischei shalula. So Bilam saw she'en pischei and mechuvanim zeh It's not a quid pro quo. The Yid has to open up a Pesach kechudai shomachat. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing to open up a Pesach literally kepischei shalula. And when he saw she'en pischei and mechuvanim zeh he snow was not shy. Said Rabbi Yosef Nechemia, I want you to know. He says the Yitzhahara wakes up in the morning, Right? That's this passage. All he's trying to do is take you down. He says, You know what his avoida is? Listen to his words. The Iker Tachlis of the Yitzhahara is to put Mikhshoilim in the presence and in the way of the person. They should not be able to find that Pesach. That Pesach kechudai shamachat. Because if Yid would understand that all he needs is a Pesach that's kechudai shamachat, he says then everything's going to open up. The floodgates will open, literally. But the avoid of the Yitzhahara is, is that you shouldn't be able to find that Pesach. La Pesach hatis roivet, said Rabbi Yosef Nechemio. You want to know where the Yitzhahara is? Elik by the Pesach. He's blocking that door. That Pesach kechudai shamachat, he's standing. So you shouldn't be able to see that door. If you see that door, that's your way to do tshuva. And call magemosay losim b'chshoylem badish shloim matzei apesach. And then he says a double nifla. He says the Gemara says in Masechet Shabbos that Kufno Nalof Amidei is gemiri tzur b'merabana loy maani. We have a mitzvah that a tzur merabana Talmud Chacham is never going to be an ani. Frech the Gemara, how could you say that? But chazin and the maani, you find that there are tzur merabanans that are miani. And for the Gemara, it's true a tzur merabana could be an ani, but adure apischa loy mahadre. But to have a Tzumim Rabbanon that's going to be Aduri Apischa, he's going to have to knock on doors, that's not something you find. It says Rabbi Yisrael Nechem, Yesh Loimar, in Pnimi Yisatayra, Ein Lecha Oni Yoyser Mi Balavera. A person that's a Balavera, he's an Oni. Because who has Ashrecha Bayumazer? That's someone that does mitzvahs. But a person that's a Balavera, he's an Oni. He's an Oraman. He doesn't have, he's the Chaye Oysher. Yeah, he has his taivas, but real chayyosha, that's not something he has. And the Gemara said, 
We have a Messiah Loy Ma'ani. If someone's a Talmud Chacham, someone learns Torah, there's no way he's an Ani. Fake the Gemara. I don't know. There are Tzumar Abanons that are Bali Avera. Just because a person's a Tzumar Abanon means he never did an Avera. And for the Gemara, it's true. There's an idea of a Tzumar Abanon that's a Bali Avera. What does that mean? Because the Gemara says in Masechtis, Baruchis, that in Ro'is, no Talmud Chacham, Shover Avera, Bayoim. If you saw Talmud Chacham, Din Avera, Bayoim, Al-Tahar Racherav. Why? Because Shemihir Bechuva. Like the Gemara Memtas. Because we assume that this person had to hear a tshuva, a tzumra mirabon, and there's a chazoko, that he always did tshuva. Zok the Gemara, it's true that you have an idea of a tzumra mirabon, and that's ma'ani. But aduriya pischa loy mahadri. A tzumra mirabon, that can't find the Pesach, that he doesn't know where to find the Pesach, that is no such thing. And what is the oimik? Because he does tshuva. That Gemara, Mesech, this bracha, stop your test. So said Rabbi Yosef Nechemi, why is it? Why is it that the Tzorim Rabbanon always knows how to find the Pesach? So he says, because Chazal say, Hamor Shabbat Machzir Lamutav. That if a person does a very, you should learn Torah. Because when you learn Torah, the oil of the Torah is Machzir Lamutav. He says, you know what the oil of the Torah does? The oil, the oil of the Boitgen, right? That oil is going to help you find that Pesach. A year that has the oil of Torah, he's always going to find the Pesach. He says, to do tshuva, all you need is that Pesach. That Pesach is there. The problem is, is the Yitzhahar is standing in front of it. The Yitzhahar is the Pesach Chattis Reuvet. But when a year learns Torah, then you're able to find the Pesach. And as soon as you find that Pesach, all you need to do is, is just get it. The says, I'm going to open up just one of the dvarim neflam that I mentioned here in this pasuk, a little bit of an oymek and what it means that the Eitzahara is la pesachat esroyvets.